Morning, Living Stones Online. This is a new experience for us. We're having a lot of fun, and, and uh, while I know this is not our future, at least not every Sunday, it's the best option we have now. So we're so excited that you tuned in. I just want to say I appreciate Darren and our worship team and everybody that's been working so hard uh, to bring our normal worship experience to you, uh, even while it's at home perhaps today. You know, the Bible says don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. That's a fancy way of saying, make sure you're getting together. Because here's why. He said, you need to encourage one another. And that's my desire this morning is to encourage you. But I do have to say that this is a little bit weird to me because I have no idea how you guys are responding or even what you look like. If you'll notice this morning, I am dressed up to honor this occasion. But I know for a fact, some of you are still in your pajamas Some of you are rubbing your eyes to get to sleep out. Some of you haven't even brushed your teeth this morning, which I'm grateful that we have some social distance for that. But anyway, um, we're going to have some fun because part of uh, coming together, even in a time of crisis, part of that goal was to encourage one another. But the weird part of this whole experience is I'm going to be sharing what I think are some humorous things, and I have no idea whether you're laughing But I will be laughing by myself virtually in the sanctuary this morning. So by faith, I'm going to believe that you guys are with me. But what this shows you is at the end of the day, I'm clueless to what your response is. I'm clueless to even what's going on out there. Uh, And it really is a great transition for what we're going to talk about this morning. Because thank God, he is never clueless about anything. A lot of you guys have been watching with me the press conferences that have become a regular part of, uh, of our routine. Uh, the president with the vice president assembles his team of experts, and they begin to give us the daily briefing on the status of this coronavirus. Uh, and they're, of course, surrounded by the press conference with all of their expert questions that they're firing at the president and his team. Uh, questions like, how serious is the problem? How many people are going to be infected by this? When will this situation be over so we can return to normal? What's the impact on the stock market? I mean, there's, there's so many uh, variables and so many issues that they are confronted with. And then the experts begin to respond. And you've, you've heard them say things like this. Well, there's this model or there's that model or we really hope that this is going to happen. Or they say things like if everything goes as planned. But I want you to know these are all code words for the fact that we really don't know. Our knowledge is limited. Our knowledge is partial. Our knowledge is incomplete, and and we speak in terms of hopes and dreams and things like that because at the end of the day, we're really somewhat clueless. And uh, and when I use the word clueless, that's not to denigrate uh, the great, great people that are working so hard to help us. It's just simply, remember, this series is about comparisons. And in comparison to the knowledge of God, our knowledge is so tiny and puny and incomplete. Some of you have heard uh, uh, the famous response that's somewhat humorous. I wanted to share it with you this morning. Uh, We have not succeeded in answering all your problems. The answers that we found only serve to raise a whole new set of questions. In some ways, we feel we are as confused as ever, but we believe we are confused on a higher level and about more important things. That really describes the situation right now. We're confused on a higher level and perhaps about more important things. But if there's a message I want to drive home to you today to bring encouragement to your heart, it's simply this message. God is really, really smart. 
Sometimes we see, you know, our, uh, folks in the, the secular world try to, to pit God and theology against uh, science as if those two things are in competition, one, one being fact-based and the other being more feeling-based or something like that. But I came across a great quote from Mark Batterson that popped up on my timeline on Facebook. I want to share it with you this morning because I really think it's, it's apropos to our situation right now. Mark says, faith is not logical, but faith is not illogical either. He says, faith is theological. Theo meaning, of course, God. Faith is theological in that it does not ignore reality. It just simply adds God to the equation. And I really want to encourage us that that is so right on for where we're at right now. We need to get all the facts we can get. We need to understand the situation as best as we can. But how many of you know it's the role of the church to insert God into this situation? Because God is the missing variable. You know, I want to ask you this morning. Have you ever been in the presence of someone who's really, really smart? Now, I did pretty well in school. You know, I made A's and B's. There were some really, really smart people who were on the A honor roll, but I'm not even talking about the A honor roll people. I'm talking about people whose intelligence is so off the charts that it's, like, scary. I remember the first time that I met her. It it was about this time of year because it was tax season, and I went to my accountant, and, uh, and he was so excited with the new hire, with the new staff member. And uh, he said, I need to introduce you to her. She's amazing. And I said, great. I'd uh, love to meet her. We walked through the office. We came into this big conference room, and I'm, I'm looking around. The conference room is empty. And that's when he turned to me and he said, Pastor Ron, I want to introduce you to Alexa. I said, Alexa? And he said, yes. And he began talking to Alexa. Of course, we all know who Alexa is now. I was clueless at the time. Uh, and uh, he said, Alexa. And he began doing this complex ma- mathematical uh, you know, question. Alexa, what is 2,482 times 6,700,000? And he goes on and on and on and on. And in a millisecond, Alexa came up with the right answer. I was standing there stunned. And then he turned to me and he said, Pastor Ron, now it's your turn. And I remember I asked Alexa this question. Alexa, where were you when I was in school? How many of you know we could have used Alexa back in the day to help us out with our math and some of our other things? Uh, That was my question. Alexa, you know, Alexa, the all-powerful, all-knowing one, where were you when I was taking that math test that I uh, could have used some help on? So now we have Alexa. Now we have Siri. In fact, I wanted to do this. Hey, Siri. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you really smart? I have a lot of information. I'm always seeking more intelligent ways to use it. Okay. Siri has a lot of information, and Siri's always looking for more intelligent ways to use it. Siri's like the grand champion on Jeopardy. How many of you know you can be the grand champion and have a lot of information, a lot of knowledge? In fact, uh, can we do coronavirus for 500, Alex? All right, you know that you know the routine. That's 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 knowledge. But we're not talking about knowledge. We're talking about uh, we're talking about the ability to apply knowledge to real life situations. We're talking about God's knowledge. And I want to highlight for us two truths this morning, two truths about the knowledge of God that I think will find comforting to us during this season. Truth number one is that God's knowledge is perfect. You know the Bible says this. God knows everything. I want to just let that sink in. God knows everything about everything 
all the time. He even knows about scenarios that could have been or, or whatever that we just think were possibilities. God knows about every possibility. He knows everything. The psalmist says this, Great is the Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. So God is infinitely wise about every subject matter. God, if God played Jeopardy, he would be the all-time grand champion. That's how smart he is. He knows everything about everything all at the same time. And this is something amazing about God's knowledge. It's immediate knowledge. In, in other words, he is immediately aware of everything that there is to be known all at the same instant. God never has to get back to you with that. You know, sometimes we'll get called by somebody and say, let me get back to you about that. God never has to get back to anybody because he understands everything completely, which is why I just want to encourage us during this time. How is it that we can pray to God uh, and that God could hear the prayers of 7 billion people all at the same time and be personally engaged in that situation, personally focused on that situation all at once? That's because God's knowledge is perfect. And I want to encourage us during this time. Man, let's go to the creator of the universe, the one who knows everything. It's a privilege and it's great power that's attached to prayer. And let's make sure we take advantage of this God who's, who's at our, our service to help us during times like this. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, nothing in all of creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. That means there's no place to run. There's no place to hide. Some of you parents out there, you may be watching with your kids today. This is one of those verses that need to go on your refrigerator. I used to tell my kids when I was raising them, hey, we're praying that God would expose whatever's going on, that you cannot hide, that nothing is done in secret, that if you're drifting away from God, that he will expose it to your mom and dad. And our kids' eyes would get really big uh, because they knew that God was powerful and God was awesome and that we can't go anywhere or hide from him. So this is an incentive for all of us to make sure that we don't pretend like God doesn't see us or God doesn't understand what we're going through. Do y'all remember that situation in the Bible? It's really kind of a humorous one. The Lord showed up to Abraham and he told him, hey, this time next year, I'm going to come back and visit you. But this time next year, your wife, Sarah, is going to be uh, holding a baby in her arms. And of course, Abraham and Sarah, the Bible says, were like really old, way beyond childbearing years. And, uh, and something happened. The Bible says that Sarah was listening in on the conversation, and she basically made a determination inside that this was foolishness. She said to herself, the Bible says she said it to herself. First of all, she laughed internally, like one of those little internal snickers. And then she said to herself, how can this be? I am an old, old woman. And the Bible says this, that the Lord said to her, Sarah, why did you laugh? And that Sarah said, I didn't laugh. And God said, oh, yes, you did. How many of you know that's a great reminder that even when the laughter is internalized or even when the thoughts are internalized, God is still aware of what's going on which means he knows the thoughts and intents of even our hearts, that inner part of us. In fact, the Bible says this in Isaiah 40, Has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? Does he need instruction about what is good? Did someone teach him what is right, or did someone show God the path of justice? Of course, these are all rhetorical questions. The answer is a resounding no. 
And I want to encourage us during these times of uncertainty. You know, a lot of times we have really good ideas to share with God. Uh, let's make sure we're humbling ourselves before him. Let's make sure we're saying, God, we need your help. You know, I, I was uh, made aware of a couple of things that are so, so good. You know, our vice president uh, has been tasked with this whole coronavirus effort, spearheading this effort. Every morning at 5 a.m., our vice president speaks with all the governors of all the, the states, and he begins that briefing with a word of prayer, seeking God, humbling himself before God, and asking God for wisdom on how to deal with this virus. Now, how many of you know that's good leadership? That's, that's leadership we can follow right there, because it's leadership that understands the greatness of God. And I want to encourage us, let's not be God's counselor, let's not try to, to tell him, God, if you would just listen to me, maybe a time or two, it would be better. That's, that's really not our approach. Nothing surprises God. How about this? Nothing is new to God. We're not going to teach him anything, and nothing is hidden from God. You know, my greatest fear when I stand before the Lord someday is he's going to say, you know, Pastor Ron, I really learned a lot about the Bible from your teaching because that would be a real terrible compliment if God would learn some new things from what I was trying to teach you, from what he already said. In other words, we, re- we need to be cautious in putting words in God's mouth or, or even suggesting that there's something that he's not aware of or something that he does not know. So God's knowledge, first of all, is perfect. And let me uh, go to the second half of this message with the second revelation about God's knowledge. It's not just perfect, it's personal. You know, God is not one big giant information processor. God is a God of wisdom. And I've heard wisdom defined as this, is simply the ability to devise perfect ends and to achieve those ends by the most perfect means. So God knows the most perfect end, and he knows how to get there in the most perfect means. In fact, in other words, this this is important. The wisdom of God is simply knowledge with a personal application. So God's saying, you know what, I know how to apply my incredible knowledge and information to your situation perfectly. You know what, Siri can't do that. Alexa can't do that. Those are just information processing systems. But God is smart. God, the Bible says, is full of wisdom. Paul said, all glory to the only wise God. That that word only puts God in a category all by himself. God knows every intimate detail of our lives. He knows and understands you better than you and I know and understand ourselves. Now, this should give us incredible comfort because it's not just that God knows the big picture. God knows our lives. He knows what you're struggling with right now. He knows, you know, I just got a a text message from somebody who just got word that their entire division is closing down. They're, They're going to be without work. Uh, there are other situations we're facing about school closures. I just saw somebody online posting that their anniversary getaway with their husband that they've been excited about for all these months has been officially canceled. I mean, our lives right now, down to the most minute detail, uh, are known by the Lord. The disappointments, the fears, the struggles, the things that are before us. That's the wisdom of God. It's taking his perfect knowledge and being able to apply it to you and I, and he knows what we're going through down to the most intimate detail of our lives. That, that should encourage us. It should cause us to, to have great, great hope. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles 28, 9, the Lord sees every heart. He knows every plan and he knows every thought. God knows what's going on on the inside. He knows what's going on in people's minds. He understands what you're thinking even right now. Jeremiah said this, but I, the Lord, search all the hearts and examine the secret motives. 
I give all people their due rewards according to the actions, uh, what their actions deserve. Now this is important because this doctrine about God's knowledge should provide a lot of comfort and assurance to us. The Bible says this in Deuteronomy chapter 2, Moses is speaking to uh, the people and he says, for the Lord your God has blessed you in everything you have done. He has watched over your every step through this great wilderness during these 40 years. The Lord your God has been with you and he says, you have lacked nothing. Can I just encourage us this morning that if God could watch over his people in the wilderness, and we're in our own little wilderness right now, a time of confusion, a time of, uh, of uncertainty. If God could have his hand on Israel for all those years, and this is what God did. He said, I blessed you. I took personal care over your life. He said, I, I was there with you. I gave you company. In other words, God's presence wants to be with us. And lastly, he said, you lacked nothing. Now, that's what wisdom does. Wisdom takes an incredibly large, uncertain situation, a humongous challenge. Imagine Moses trying to lead millions of people through a wilderness with zero resources, and yet God was faithful to his people. He blessed them. His presence was with them. His company was there. His personal care was there, and his provision was there. That's the wisdom of God. God knows your family. He knows your situation. He knows your individual needs, and he's in charge. How about what Job said? Doesn't he see everything I do and every step that I take? Such focused attention to each one of us. Uh, Jesus said this, your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. God's perfect knowledge already understands our needs before we even get there. This is why the Apostle Paul said this, who could ever wrap their minds around the riches of God, the depth of his wisdom, and marvel, the marvel of his perfect knowledge. Who could ever explain the wonder of God's decisions or search out the mysterious ways that he carries out his plans? Can I just remind you that even the situation that we find ourselves in, God is above it, God's working through it, and God's not surprised by it. There, there are amazing, amazing silver linings that God's going to bring out of this current situation. We don't plan on staying here for very long, uh, but we believe even what God's having us go through, that there is wisdom in it. In fact, the Bible says, Hold, withhold your judgment. Don't judge God. Don't question God. Don't question what he is allowing to happen because the day will come when the veil will be taken off of our eyes and we're going to see the perfect wisdom of God as it was portrayed and as, as it unfolded during our lifetime. So stay confident and let's stay full of faith. Let me end with this word from David in First Chronicles 28. David is speaking to Solomon, his son. And this is his instruction to Solomon. He said, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. Worship him. Serve him with your whole heart and with a willing mind. Here's why. For the Lord sees every heart. He knows every plan and he knows every thought. And here's the promise to us. If we seek him, we're going to find him. But listen to the last part of this verse. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. I want to encourage us. This is a time when we have more time on our hands. We're spending time with families. Some of us are not working. Uh, this is a time more than ever to seek the Lord. If you knew that you had available to you the, the unlimited wisdom 
of an incredibly good and kind Heavenly Father. Would this not be a time to worship Him, to give Him thanks, to get into Your Word, to dig out and understand His ways, to seek to know God intimately. God says, if you'll seek Me during this time, you're going to find Me. He even says as a nation, if we'll seek Him, if we'll humble ourselves, if we will repent, if we'll turn to the Lord, God will hear our prayers, and God will, will forgive our nation, and God will begin to restore our nation. So, Let's pray. In fact, I want to close this morning uh, by spending some time in prayer. This is what the Bible says. If you lack wisdom, God says, ask of me. And this generous God, this benevolent and kind God, will give us the wisdom that we need for these very trying times. Our wisdom is puny. Siri's wisdom, tiny. Alexa's wisdom, small. God's wisdom, infinite. And there really is only one expert in the universe, and that is God Almighty. And in these times when we, we need help, help to make decisions. And I, I just want to say thank you for praying for us. We're, we're going to go one more week abiding by this, this, uh, this social distancing. But at some point, how many of you know, we've got to figure out where we move forward from here. And we need your wisdom. Uh, we need God's help. We need, we need uh, the wisdom from on high to help us during these times. We're praying for you as a pastoral team. We know you're facing many, many decisions that are important about your business and your family. And I just want to encourage us right now. Uh, God is more than able to give us what we need to help us through this time. Let's humble ourselves and let's seek Him. I'm going to pray, but as soon as I say amen, I'm going to hand the baton to you folks. I know you're watching all over, not just all over the community, but across America. And we've got friends in the nations of the world that have tuned in. And we just want to tell you, we love you all so much. We're here for you. In fact, uh, you probably heard me share, if you have any kind of prayer needs, we have uh, our pastoral staff dedicated to making sure somebody is going to hear that prayer request or be able to talk with you personally during this time. As always, the church is open. Our office hours are open. We're here we're ministering, we're meeting with people, we're here to help you. Uh, so don't hesitate to let us know how we can come alongside of you during this time and encourage you. But I'm going to pray right now, and I want you to join me. And then when I say amen, uh, we're going to turn this over to you. And we want you to gather with whoever it is that you're with, and we want you to spend some time crying out for America, crying out for wisdom, and asking God to help us. Will you join me now in prayer? Father, thank you for the privilege of coming before you, the one who knows everything. God, part of your glory is that you know the beginning and you know the end before we even get to experience the end. And so, Lord, thank you that you've already been to where we're at right now. And I thank you that the wisdom that you have is more than enough to help us and that you're so willing to share it with us. So, God, we pause right now. We humble you. We seek your face. Lord, we ask you to reveal yourself to us. We ask you for your presence. We ask you, Lord, that even in this shaking that's taking place, that there would be people that would come running to you. You might be listening to us right now. And I want to encourage you, if you're far from God, uh, that is not a good place to be. The invitation of God is to come, to seek him. And you need the Lord, not just because we're in a crisis. You need the Lord Period. He is our rock, our fortress, our creator. He is our savior and our redeemer. And you need the Lord. 
I just pray right now for anybody that's listening that, that wants to respond, that you would simply say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I repent of my sins. I, I turn from the way I've been living. And God Almighty, I ask you to save me and to forgive me. And you know what? If you pray that prayer and you mean that prayer, God will come in even now uh, because of his son Jesus. And he will save you and he will restore you. And he will give you peace. So, so, Lord, I just pray that there are people right now that are doing that. And for those that know you, Lord, I just pray that today would be uh, a message of encouragement in the hearts of your people to seek you more than ever. God, we thank you that this virus is coming to an end. We thank you, Lord, that you're going to bring your purposes about in America. And we pray for an amazing, amazing harvest of people that would come to know you uh, because of this shaking. So, Lord, reveal your great glory. God, magnify your incredible wisdom through this situation. And, Lord, we thank you for the privilege of coming together right now. We love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, you know what to do right now. Let's gather together. Let's pray. Let's seek the Lord. We love you. Stay in touch.